I do feel like I want to give you what God has put on my heart for this service. So, Ephesians 5, 25-27, as you're turning to Acts 19, it says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave Himself for it that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. Okay? Just remember that. With the washing of water by the Word. That He might present it to Himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Notice it goes back. We're in our washed series. <laughs> goes back to the washing of water by the Word. Amen? And now if you have your Bibles open, let's read from Acts chapter 19. And let's look at verse 1. It says, And it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on Him which should come after Him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You for what You're doing in this house. Speak to us, Lord, and I pray, God, that You would break up any fallow ground of our hearts, that we would be open to receive what You have for us in this service today. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you for standing and worshiping. You may be seated. Amen. The Bible talks very plainly about uh, repentance and water baptism. And without repentance, you cannot get rid of sin. You cannot get rid of shame. Uh, the guilt still remains. So truly being sorry and turning from your sins is a, it's a vital step. In fact, we, can't, we shouldn't move forward without it. Repentance is something that it's more than just saying that I'm sorry for something that I've done, but it's actually truly being sorry. And because I'm sorry, things in my life change. It's not righteous works. It's not earning my salvation. It's I'm so tired of the way things were that I want things to be different now. Are you with me? Uh, if you go, if you decide you're going to lose 30 pounds, you know what you're going to do? You're going to go through your house. If you're smart, you're going to go through your house and you're going to get rid of some stuff that ought not be there. We just had a graduation party. I got several sodas in my house that ought not be there, right? You know what I'm saying? I got some junk food in my house that ought not be there. If I want to lose 25, 30 pounds, I'm going to have to rid myself of some stuff that ought not be there. Are you with me? Repentance. If you're going to have a change of your life, if you're going to have a change of your heart, and God is going to move in, you're going to have to decide there are some things in my life that don't need to be a part of my life anymore. Amen. Repentance is the only way. Turning to God that is the only way that we can truly be forgiven. Now, if you truly repent, the Bible promises that God will forgive you. I've met people before and they said, they said this to me. They said, but I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I have it 
you know, I'm not a bad person. So you're talking about sin. You're talking about all these bad people. Right? Just because you have sin in your life doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. There are some good sinners that I know. They're good people, but yet the Scripture says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of God's glory. And then Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin, the wages of that sin is death, but that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we all have to turn from our sin if we want to be forgiven. And so as we do this, we, we see in uh, the, the, the Word of God that when we truly repent, every time somebody turns from sin and turns to God, He forgives them. Amen. Amen. They are forgiven. Now, uh, once you have done this, the Bible gives us kind of a way, the process that this takes in Acts 2.38 when it says repent, and then the next step is and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the washing away or the remission of those sins. So once you have truly repented and turned from your sin, if you get in the water and you get baptized and you didn't truly repent of your sins, it doesn't do you any good. And the reason it doesn't do you any good is because you weren't dead when we buried you. Come on now. Amen. There's got to be a death before there can be a burial. When we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, His death, His burial, and His resurrection, we are likening that to repentance is, is as how we die out to our old flesh and then we are buried, the Scripture says, by baptism into His death. Amen. And then we are raised up in newness of life just as the power of Jesus even resurrected Him from the grave. He said if that same power dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. So we take on newness of life when God fills us with His Spirit. But if you've truly repented of your sins, God has forgiven you. Then it's time to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I've had a lot of people say, but Pastor, I don't think, you know, I was baptized a long time ago. I think I've already been baptized. I don't think I need to be baptized again. And Acts chapter 19, we just read where the disciples of John who had been baptized, but they were baptized not in the name of Jesus. They were baptized, the Scripture says, uh, with a baptism unto repentance. And John's baptism was unto repentance. It was just saying, I am sorry for what I've done. I'm ready to go God's way. That's all that the baptism was saying. They didn't do it in Jesus' name. It wouldn't have mattered if they had done it in Jesus' name because at that point, Jesus' blood hadn't been shed. Are you with me so far? So it's so important that once they realized we only were baptized unto repentance, that they needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And so the Scripture says when they, when they realized this, when they heard this, verse 5, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now I realize there's a lot of people that they have been told by, by well-meaning people, maybe family members, maybe other churches or other pastors or other people, that, that you know you are when you're baptized, you are baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that is how you should be baptized. That's what people say. You should be baptized in, in the in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, Jesus said those words, and that's why a lot of people repeat them. But what Jesus said was, He didn't say, go repeat after me. He gave us a command to obey. He said, baptizing them in the name of 
the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Well, we know the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved is the name of Jesus Christ. So we must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to wash away sins. Because I'm a father, I'm a brother, I'm a son, I'm a husband, but those are all my titles. If I'm signing my house over to you or my car over to you, you would want me to sign my full name. name. When the disciples were told by Jesus, baptize in the name, they obeyed what Jesus said. They baptized people in the name. That's why you see every time somebody's baptized in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, and even when Paul's reiterating it in Acts 22, he says, I was baptized. You've you got to call on, your, call on the name of the Lord because we call on the name of Jesus. Amen. We don't trust in the titles because the name of the Father is Jesus and the name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Those are roles, but Jesus is the name. Amen. Amen. So if you've truly repented, then your next step, if you've turned from your sin, your next step is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ Amen. to wash away your sins. Right. Right. And I'm, some, some people, they get a little offended when I, when I say, if you haven't been baptized in the name of Jesus, right. let's take care of it today. Right. Don't be offended. Because these disciples of John, they were good people. They were righteous people. They were well-meaning people. But whenever they were confronted that there was a better way for them to be baptized to wash away their sins, they said, hey, I'm down, let's do it. And they got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So today, if you've been baptized in any other way, maybe they, they just baptized you and you just went under the water and you don't know what they said over you. Maybe when they put you in the water, I know some people, they dunked them three times in the name of the Father and the name of the Son. If they sprinkled water on you or they poured water on you, Unless they baptized you completely under the water and you were calling on the name of the Lord Jesus and they were calling on the name of the Lord Jesus, you should be baptized again. Amen. Amen. This is not my words. This is what the Word of God says. And so we see that the name of Jesus is essential. It's not biblical for us to be baptized any other way. Any other way. I... I, I challenge anybody, amen, and I'm not being rude when I do, but I challenge anybody to show me somebody being baptized for the first time that they were not baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you can find somebody actually being baptized in the book of Acts uh, or throughout the whole Bible, but especially that's where we see people being baptized for the first time. In the book of Acts, when they were baptized, they were always baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what happens whenever we are repentant of our sin? We are forgiven. The next step then is to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the promise is that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just like I said, from death to burial to resurrection, the same Spirit that was in Jesus can be in us. The same power that was in Him he said, I, he told his disciples, he said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And so he came, amen, in the form of the Holy Ghost, and he lives inside of each and every one of us that have been filled with his Spirit. Yes. Amen. So through the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, 
We have power, and we have the power to live above sin. We have the power to live this life. And if the same power that was in Jesus is in us, one day, whenever He returns, He will quicken. Even if you're dead, it's going to quicken your body. He's going to raise you up. Are you with me? That's what the Word says. Now, I come to this. This is I just gave you the very simple steps. That's a very simple explanation, right? Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's, right. it's God's gift to you. When you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you will know you have received His Spirit because you will speak in a language that you never learned before. Right. Now, I will just give you a little word of warning. It's a little tougher for the control freaks. Right. Speaking from a control freak. Uh-huh. It's a little tougher on the ones who have to have control and they have to have everything figured out. You have to be able to yield everything to God. God will not speak in tongues for you. He will give you the words. He will give you the things to say. And as He speaks through you, you have to yield your tongue uh, to, to God completely and let Him speak through you. When you do that, the first time that you speak in tongues, it is the evidence that God is filling you with the precious gift of His Spirit on the inside of you. He's giving you that power. It's the sign to you and everybody else that God has filled you with His precious gift. Now, through the Holy Ghost, through that power, through the Spirit of God, and through the Word of God, there's something that's supposed to take place in us. Remember, we're in the Washed series, right? This is what's so important. I had to go through that explanation to help you understand that through the Holy Ghost, through God's Spirit, and through His Word, we can have washing and cleansing, not just when we're saved, but on a daily basis. How many of you, just by a show of hands, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but how many of you have sinned since you were baptized in Jesus' name? Right? Did you know that God knew that we would not be perfect after we got baptized? Did you know that He had that all figured out? And so what He did was He set up through the Word of God and the Spirit of God, washing and cleansing can happen on a daily basis by the Word of God. You see, we are forgiven when we repent and we're baptized, but our sanctification process is transforming us into His image to be more like Him. We just sing about it. We go from glory to glory because we're becoming more like Jesus through His Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. But it continues over a lifetime. There's not going to be... uh, You know, there are some in here that you just started walking with God. You just got filled with the Holy Ghost just recently. There are others of you that you have been walking with God and you've had the Holy Ghost longer than I've been born. Okay? But here's here's what, what we know from Scripture is sanctification is the process of us becoming more like God, which happens through the Word of God and the Spirit of God that's on the inside of us. So if we truly want to be washed, then we have to get into the Word. Salvation... Baptism, those are not the climax of our walk with God. Those are not the epitome and the pinnacle of our walk with God. They are just the beginning. Just the entrance into the kingdom. There's so much more available to all of us. So, I don't know about you, but uh, 
knowing this, I realize I got to get practical. I, I really have to get practical. So I want to get practical with you today. And some of you might think this is too practical, but if you have a phone, I want you to get it out. If you have a phone, a smartphone, I want you to get out your phone. Now, I'm going to ask you this very piercing and pertinent question. Do you get into the Word of God every day? Do you get into the Word of God every day? Alright, now, I'm going to flip this, okay? So stay with me. How many of you, you wash yourself in the shower or a bath? Or you go outside and squirt yourself down with a hose? Or you're like my, friend, my missionary friend Luke who didn't have water so he jumped in the swimming pool. How many of you, how many of you, you wash yourself on a daily or almost daily basis? How many of you do that? Thank God. Thank God. God bless all of you that do. All of you clean, smell good people. For those of you that don't, we already knew. Okay? We already knew. You didn't even have to tell us. Now, how weird would it be? I've got a son, and he's 11, about to be 12 here next few months. He is of the mindset that swimming pool chlorine takes care of things. It takes care of shampoo. It takes care of soap, whatever. And his mom is like, no, son, you're going to get in the shower and you're going to shampoo your hair and you're going to wash your body with some body wash. You're going to get clean, right? Amen. Why? Because certain things don't clean. I'm, I'm just going to say that, look, I'm going somewhere, but I, I want you to go with me. Yes, right, we're going. There are certain things that just don't clean. The scripture says, we are made clean with the washing of water by the Word. How can you get clean? How can you stay clean? How can you be pure and holy if you are not daily getting into the Word? It's the same as, spiritually, it's the same as if you're not taking a shower right. physically. Right. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. You know, you know, you've walked into a room of teenage boys. You know. You know what that smells like. It's not pleasant. You're like... Go take a shower. Go take a bath. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you, uh, you walked into that teenage boy's room or teenage boy's room and you found dirty clothes? That was part of the source of the stank, right? You're like, number one, your body smells stank and your clothes smell stank. We got to do something about this. So you send the boys to the shower. They got to get a shower with soap and water and shampoo and whatever else. Hopefully they're using deodorant, please. Uh, but then there's more than that. They have to take those clothes and then they can't take those clothes out and just leave them out in the rain. You can't take the clothes and just kind of wash them, scrub them in some muddy water outside. That doesn't get them clean. 
You, you can't even just go in and just kind of swirl them around in the water a little bit and wring them out. No. There has to be a process whereby the clothes get cleaned. Amen. All the ladies said amen. All the, the hard-working moms that the laundry's never done said amen. Amen. Why? Because that room stank is not going to get clean unless we put some soap to it. You will not get your life in order. You will not have a life that's pleasing to God if you don't have the Word as part of your life. Amen. The Scripture says, with the washing of water by the Word. Can I just say it like this? The Word is the detergent. Amen. The Word is the soap. Amen? you got to have the water and you got to be washed, but you also need, amen, the power of the Word. Yes. In my house, it's game, and sometimes it's tied, and you know, uh, ultra, whatever else. I don't know what else. Sometimes it is all. All. That's the other. It's all. The stain lifter. A-L-L. Amen. Sometimes, you know, uh, it's different soap. But can I tell you, it has to be, uh, it has to be used with soap. Yes. Right. You have to have the detergent. Just like you have to have the Word. Right. Amen. So what are you going to do? You have, your, you have your phone. You got your phone. Alright, those of you that don't, you don't have a phone and you don't believe in uh, technology, that's fine. I'm not trying to convince you. I would tell you that it's very easy though, if you have technology, you can use it for the right thing just like you can use it for the wrong thing. Yes. It's kind of like money. Money can be for the right thing or it can yes. be for the wrong thing. Yeah. Technology, yes, there are a lot of dangers with it. Yes, there are a lot of pitfalls with it. I, it is probably one of the biggest time wasters. I'm with you. Amen, amen, amen. But some of the nice things technology does is it reminds you. You can set reminders on your phone. If you don't already have a Bible reading plan, do these simple steps today. Go to Version. Get the Version Bible app. Go to one of the Bible reading plans that's going to remind you to read every day, whatever time works for you. I would suggest it be the early part of your day before all the crazy happens. You want, how many of you take a shower? I, I can't. Look, I'm just going to be honest with you. My wife will tell you this is God's honest truth. I could not function if I didn't take a shower in the morning. I'd be like a walking zombie the rest of the day. I just would. Some of you, you're like, oh, no, i got to take my shower at night. That's fine. Whatever your preference is, that's fine. I'm just telling you, I have to start my morning with a shower. I just have to. Uh, that's the only way I can function. Now, you know what the other thing that I have learned? I have to start my, my day with the Word. I have to. If I don't start my day with the Word, it's usually not a good day. I need the Word of God in my life every day. So I want to challenge you today to take just a moment. If you haven't already done this, please set up a reading plan. Put your reminders on your settings. There's several ways that you can do that. Um, in, your, in your settings on version, it'll give you notification settings and all kinds of different things that you can do. I, I'm not telling you to set it up to where it drives you crazy, but make it to where you're getting reminded every day. Don't forget read the Word. Don't forget, get into the Word. Just like mom reminds Ashton, son, get in the shower, right? You're going to go get clean. 
We need to remind ourselves on a daily basis because the only way that we are going to be a man, that bride without spot or blemish or any such thing, is if we are daily, after we have repented of our sins, been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, if we are every day getting into the Word and letting the Word wash us. Right. Amen. Amen. Maybe that was a little too simple. I hope that you help that. If you, you, you know, I hope that that helps you. I, and I hope if you don't have technology, let me suggest something. There's a thing called the One Year Bible. Anybody ever heard of the One Year Bible? We have those. We also have just regular print Bibles that give you a, a daily reading of the Bible. If, if that's how you want to go about it, that's fine. Get that. Put it right by your, your bedstand or whatever it is where, where you sleep. And as soon as you get up, say, I'm going to read a little bit of this. How can I do this? And how can I keep up with it? Well, there's a few things that I would recommend. If you have trouble staying focused, get a notebook out as you're reading the Bible. Write down some things. Ask questions. You know, have you ever had a question while you're reading the Bible? Yes. yes. I do every day, so if you don't, you're weird. I mean, <laughs> or maybe I'm weird. But when you're reading through the Bible, there's naturally going to be some questions. Write down your questions. And guess what? You, you now have something to pray about. God, help me understand why this says this. That was reading something the other day, and I've read it a bunch of times. And I don't know why, but it just stood out to me. And I was like, God, that's, that's strange. I mean, I'm your, I'm your man here. I'm your preacher. And I don't understand that. You're going to have to help me with this. Are you with me? Yes. So, journal, you know, write some things down. Maybe God speaks something to you. It's like, that's, that's for you. You know, you're like, well, I'm going to highlight that. I'm going to underline, put a big star, an asterisk or something. Maybe I'm going to write that verse out today. Journal, get a, get a, a journal or a, a notebook or some note cards to keep close to you when you're reading through the Bible. Why is that so important? Because it's washing you. It's helping you. Amen. I'm not talking about just being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Now I'm saying you want to live clean and holy and be sanctified and be ready to go. Amen. When Jesus comes, then you need to get washed by the Word on a regular basis. Amen. Amen. Pray through those verses. You may have some verses that you, you struggle with. Pray through those verses. Pray for God to give you wisdom and direction. Amen. You might want to do a topical study. Maybe you are dealing with Depression. Did you know that there are other people in the Bible who dealt with depression? You need to do a topical study on that. You need to find out what verses are going to strengthen you and support you. Maybe you're dealing with some issues of anger. Do you know the Bible talks about that? Uh, there, there are all kinds of things. Maybe you are just confused and frustrated and you have no peace in your life. Did you know that there's verses about that? Do a topical study. If something is really uh, working on you, do a topical study about it. But the biggest thing that I would say that needs to happen to every one of us is you need to just commit to it. You need, you need to just commit to it. Um, so our swimming pool right now is very cold. Really, really cold. It's not super cold. Not as cold as it was, honey. You can get in, and it probably wouldn't be that cold at all. Uh, but when you when you make the choice, you 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 can't. At this point, right now, to be honest, you can't step down the ladder. You just can't because it takes way too long. Like you, you can't just. 
you will never get in that way. The only way to get in right now is like Ashton told me yesterday, Dad, just commit to it. <laughs> Dad, just jump in. It's going to be okay. Hadn't been in yet, you know, other than to get it ready. And, and he's like, Dad, just get in. So we got done cutting the grass. And I'm like, is it cold? And he's like, he's like no, Dad, it's not too bad. Just get in. You'll figure it out. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you uh, the same thing that my son told me yesterday when it comes to getting washed by the water of the Word every day. Just get in it. You'll figure it out. You know, commit to it. You know, just just jump in with both feet. You'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Amen. And as I close today, I want to read from John 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Amen. He said, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. I want to be clean. Amen. I want to be pure. I want to be holy. When Jesus comes back, amen, I want Him to find me without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle, without any tarnish on my life. And the only way that that is possible is through the Word. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? If you aren't getting into the Word of God every day, and you haven't made up your mind to do that by the time I finish speaking today, my only question to you would be, why not? Why not? Why not give God a chance to change your life? His, his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. His ways are so much higher than our ways. And there are times when I, I don't know what to do, but you know what? I find my answer in the Word. There are times when I'm reading through the Word and, and I'm not even reading about my situation, but He speaks to me about my situation. Are you with me? And after I'm done reading, after I'm done meditating, spending time with Him, it's almost like I know what to do. I know which direction. I know how to approach life. I want to be washed daily. I don't want to just be washed when I was baptized in Jesus' name. That was awesome. That was powerful. But every day I want to get into the Word and I want His Word to wash over me. Amen. It's, it's kind of like when I was baptized in Jesus' name. Every day when I get into the Word, His water, his, the water of His Word is washing over me again. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, God, in this place, there are those, God, that we want to respond to You and to what You want to do in our lives. God, we pray that right now in this place that we would surrender completely to You and we would allow You, God, to lead us to be washed by Your Word on a daily basis. Lord, don't let us hold anything back from You, but God, let us trust You and let us be washed daily by Your Word. God, if there are those that are here today need to repent of their sins, need to be baptized in Jesus' name. I pray, God, that they would make those steps today. And God, You have promised You will fill them with the Holy Ghost. We thank You for what You're going to do in this house. We honor Your Word. We echo Your authority today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.